Hello, everybody. Welcome to Too Busy to Flush. I'm JR. I'm Molly. And we are back from a two-week, three-week hiatus, mostly because I had my ACL and I couldn't actually walk downstairs, but then my computer needed to be serviced. So while I was laid up in bed, I shot it off to Apple to get fixed. And I got it back only to get the flu. And my body is already, it's so funny. I have, I wear a Garmin watch and I can look at my stress levels. It measures my stress. And that period after my surgery, my stress levels are usually around 60 to 90 when normally I'm sub 25. I'm just 60 to 90 all the time. Like that's the kind of stress that this injury healing is putting on but my body right now. It, it, it's not you parsing out there. different kinds of stress. No, so but I'm way- laying in bed doing nothing. Yes. When so I was laying just, on the hospital bed. It's just calculating physical pain. Right. Physical stress. But yeah. put that on top of having the flu mm-hmm. and suddenly I can't get over either one of them very quickly. So it's all my fault, you guys. I'm sorry. I'm sure. Well, I was going to say I'm sure they've all been sitting around dying for us to release another episode. But you have gotten pinged and bugged a little bit. So A little bit. A little um, bit. People have been wanting the, the next episode. And then we had a, a pandemic strike America. I don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> I loaded all my magazines and, you know, just kind of sit back and glad I have some meat in the freezer. We have a very full fridge right now, too. Yeah. How's our toilet paper? We still have a case from Costco. <sighs> so um, I shouldn't say that Say that on something that's going to go public, huh? No. We're going to have people showing up. You know house. what? I'm not... I just feel like next week Costco's. In fact, our Costco, if I recall correctly, is supposed to get a new shipment of toilet paper tomorrow. It'll be pretty soon. People will stop panic buying toilet paper because they have a six month supply. I'm right. not. I'm not even worried about the supplies of toilet paper. Um. So, I. I. I don't know. Maybe it's just selfish because I'm prepared, but I'm not that concerned for. Um, supplies for anybody in America. At least our supply chain. I think, for the most part, is going to hold up. I have no no quantitative, really, evidence for saying that. I just think our supply chain will hold up. It's not like we're Laura Ingalls Wild or the long winter where the trains can't literally can't come through because of snow. You know, yeah. we're still going to have healthy truck drivers. People are still going to be working. Um, what'll be interesting is to see disruptions from people wanting to stop reliance on china but well that and then i think people are not going to want to buy anything unnecessary right now they're not going to want to spend money right now if they know they're going to be shut down where's my next paycheck going to come in how am i going to pay my mortgage etc 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 down the line they're not going to want to spend any money yeah and that's going to have a downstream effect because you're going to have businesses that are not going to get income now and they're going to have to pay their bills and they can't and then the banks are left holding the bag so now they've got all this property and no cash, and they're on, it's 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 on and on and on. The government will just print money and bail people out. Well, that'd be right? a terrible idea. But yeah, that's what they'll do. That's what'll happen. Oh man! So do we want to talk about this on the show? What do we want to talk about on the show? Honestly, I don't really want to talk about it, but I don't really okay. have anything else on tap to talk about because oh. I've just been too tired. Because it's not just you who's been sick. Everybody yes. else in the house has been sick. And I've been taking care of everybody, and I'm pretty stinking tired, so I haven't had a lot of time to do a lot of, hmm, if we ever get around to recording another episode, what should we talk about, sort of thinking. So, 
<laughs> a part of me just feels like we should record the episodes because people want a distraction or at least maybe be encouraged or I don't know. Well, I'll start with this. Um, we made for for Pi Day. So um, we haven't been doing a ton of school for the last week because we've all been so sick. Um, but I did sit down with Lily, who is in first grade and is learning to calculate the perimeter of shapes, not circles, but squares, rectangles, triangles. Mm-hmm. She's learning to calculate the perimeter. Titus, who is in third grade, is doing area. He hasn't done circles yet either. That's really complicated. But I sat down and I, with a piece of paper, and I talked to Lily about how you find perimeter, and then I showed her, you know, if a square is two across and two down, and then I drew the number of squares and we counted them, and I said, this, you know, you can multiply two times two, and that's the area. And then I drew a rectangle and showed her how to find the area of that. And then just for kicks, I showed her how to find the area of a triangle because I could remember how to do it. See, I'm actually sitting here thinking to myself, I don't know that I could remember how to get to a circle. That's how little I use that particular piece of math. Do you know how to get the area of a triangle? I don't think I remember how to do that either. One half base times height. Right. So you have to be able to figure out the height of right. a triangle. That's so funny. Because um, so there's other elements of math. Like, I use fractions all the time. Like, I can, you know... Yeah. Oh, we use Coming up with percentages cooking. in my head all day long, and it's like, I use that all the time, but I don't use... Okay, so what is pi? Do you remember what pi is? 3.141592. I think that's as far as I get. That's about as far as... I, I can get to 141159. Um, what is pi used for? <laughs> I'm going back you're going to laugh I'm going back to a Walt Disney cartoon of I think it was Donald Duck and the Pythagorean Theorem and the Golden Triangle and all this like stuff and Pi played a role but I'm I'm not I was kind of hoping maybe to jog my memory and it's not jogging okay I don't remember what the Pythagorean Theorem is do you? Uh, no, it's that. Well, you can turn everything has got like a particular. I'm gonna Google it right now while you talk. Arc shape, like Pythagorean. Um, Pythagorean theorem. Theory. Okay, so if I recall correctly, and we're gonna get just hammered by for being uneducated homeschoolers. Um, this is why we Pythagorean theorem. Oh, but now we have now everybody's an uneducated. It's the geometry of a triangle. Right. The area of the square whose side is the hypotenuse is equal to the sum of the areas of the squares on the other two sides. The hypotenuse is the long diagonal. Uh-huh, yeah. Um. So a squared plus b squared equals c squared. Yes. I don't really. I'd have to think about that more to make it. I watched it in a cartoon. We loved the cartoon because it was a cartoon we could watch that taught us a bunch of like math and science. See, I I need you to remember what. I bet we can find that on YouTube once we get to that point. That'll probably be Titus's math next year. Trying to read, yeah. Um. So anyway, pi is to find the circumference of a circle is pi times the diameter. Oh. Pi d to find the radius is pi r, or to find the area is pi r squared. So radius squared mm-hmm. times pi. So I um, I went through, <laughs> poor Lily, on, what day was it? Monday? Mar- no. What is today? Anyway, March 14th, pi day. I'm sitting down with Lily, and I go through all of this math, and she's just like, what on earth is my mom doing? And I was like, and the moral of the story is, today is March 14th, 314, 314. 
pie day. So we're going to make pie for dinner, for dessert. What kind of pie do you want to make? And she goes, I don't like pie. <laughs> Which I All feel that work. Like I, she doesn't like pie. And she's my cooking girl. Remember, she used to have a shirt that Elise, is now Elisa's that says, bake the world a better place. Mm-hmm. But Lily's the one who loves to bake and um, is always flagging things in my cookbooks, especially baking things. And I, I, don't, I don't remember. Remember I made that awesome flat rustic apple pie tart a while ago when your mom was over for dinner and we played apples to apples with the kids. And Lily refused to even try it. She wouldn't even take a bite. Kids are silly. She's so funny. And she, she also doesn't like Rice Krispie treats. So she like she struck out on two desserts in a row. But she was like, well, can we make... I don't like pie, but can we make a chocolate pie? So we compromised. And I was like, you know what? It's round. So we made a skillet chocolate chip cookie pie. And it was amazing. And it was amazing. I've been nibbling on the leftovers off and on for the last couple of days and it's one of those that it changes flavor and consistency like so it's from mel's kitchen cafe which i cook everything from literally dinner that night was from mel's kitchen cafe and then the skillet cookie was um and she says that she just sticks it down on the counter and puts a big blob of ice cream in the middle of it fresh out of the oven and the whole family just takes spoons she has five kids the whole family just takes spoons and digs in um so we basically did that, but we scooped it by spoonfuls into bowls because half of us had the flu. Um, didn't stop the spread of it, but, you know, we sort of do what we can. I think we already had it um, already. No, <laughs> Lily didn't yet. Lily oh. got hit today and Faith this afternoon started getting a fever. Um, but anyway, so I would recommend if you're quarantined at home and you feel like having a sugar rush to go ahead and... Uh, Mel's Kitchen Cafe isn't the only skillet chocolate chip cookie recipe out there, but it's a good one. It's a tried and true one. I'll vouch for it. And it makes great leftovers, like kind of a dense, um, Does it, I haven't had it since soft. like day two. Does the flavor change for better or for worse? Cause most cookies, when they sit out on the counter, just get worse. I think it's, it's, it's different, but it's not worse. Okay. It's got more of a like a blondy brownie bar sort of like fudgy mm. consistency, um, and of course the chocolate chips aren't melted. And Elise took hers because the chocolate there's so many chocolate chips in it, and she just stirred it in with it, and then it turned into this like I mean it was basically brownie crumbs at that point, um, but um, but with it's totally different with the chocolate being set up versus melted, but mm. it still has a like really gooey like fresh because it's so thick it's not getting like kind of crumbly and kind of stale tasting like a regular cookie would it's still got that like nice chewy soft layer so anyway the pandemic pie (laughs) something like that yeah since we since we've been sick we haven't been um really drinking or else i'd be promoting recipes for the quarantinis which i think is just a hilarious term yeah um, but instead we've been drinking tea. Did you know that chamomile tea actually has pain killing and fever reducing properties in it? I, I want to say I knew it was a different kind of tea because there was actually, when I went in for my surgery, they want me to list any herbal teas and like they specifically noted chamomile. Yeah. So it doesn't, cam- I've always thought chamomile is just soothing and calming, but it actually has medicinal properties to it. 
Um, not that I can get my kids to drink it when they're sick, because I've tried for the last few days. Uh, the best luck I've had is Lily will eat popsicles. So it's a good thing I still have otter pops in the freezer from last summer. And I'm usually laying on the bed doing nothing at this particular point. I'm only now getting up able, like I clean the kitchen. I help pick up the kitchen for the first time tonight I since the I, surgery because I haven't been cleared for it, but I've been hobbling around without any crutches. I was not going to make a big deal out of that, but I did sort of have a weight lift from my heart. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was sucking lately in and I was like, do I hear the sound of somebody else doing something? productive in this house mm. because oh. that um i mean let's it's miserable i feel fat and out of shape and i can only go like i think i'm good for about 15 minutes and then my knee just starts throbbing and i'm like i've got to sit down <clears throat> and not do anything but you know there's more flexibility every single day i'm glad i got the surgery in now though otherwise it never would have you would have been, been hobbling like around on a blown out knee year. for Maybe not a year, but definitely for at least a couple months. Yeah. Since they're canceling all optional. So optional. What's you, the elective? You have an article coming out on... Hopefully. Hopefully coming out. They've already accepted it. <laughs> I feel like my dad. The old I, version. I just you that. just did that just I like just, your I just dad. said my dad. Yeah. They already accepted it. Head nod. Head nod. Tone of voice. Tone of voice. Everything. Yeah. You also, speaking of being like your dad... Your birthday picture, Jared's birthday was yesterday, by the way, people. He turned 41. Yeah. And it was extremely anticlimactic because oh, we didn't even like, want, my parents wanted to like bring us dinner or something and we were like, don't even come in our house. No. There's so many germs here. Don't come. And her mom is like immune deficient. So we're like, stay away. And then she comes in the house today and wanders around. I'm like, Kitty, you live dangerously. She misses us. You live dangerously. She doesn't, she, she's not living dangerously. She's. <laughs> that was my joke. I was like. I know. I was like, Tito, your grandmother lives dangerously and he's like grandma is not a daredevil um anyway i i've seen this meme that's like this meme going around it's like in a weird twist of events now i'm gonna i'm gonna get it wrong i'm gonna be like a six-year-old telling a joke <laughs> which i um, keep mental note for a second <laughs> i'm gonna tell my own be my own weird six-year-old telling a joke i can't remember the punchline too and then i'm gonna tell you our five-year-old's joke that she totally failed on um <coughs> But there's this meme going around. It's like, in a weird twist of events from my teenage years, I'm now the one yelling at my parents to stop going out places and staying out so late. <laughs> Which is yes. totally true. Yes. Um, but, okay, so we're, we're going to get back to you. You totally did a your dad's face in your birthday candle picture that I took with you with all the kids. Where Faith is like the most picture perfect grinning little baby. I was smiling. I can't see a smile under. It's because I have a mustache. I have a big mustache. That it covers... looked. You looked like you were doing. You weren't. You oh, didn't. Like... No, you weren't. You. Uh-uh, yeah. Uh-uh, yeah. Uh-uh. Totally. We're gonna. I'm gonna make you post this picture oh, with the show notes, no. and everyone can vote. Is Jr. smiling in his birthday picture no, I'm or not? Totally smiling. In my you are. I'm gonna picture. post it on Instagram. Oh my Okay, goodness. you're right. You are totally. You are. You're sort of smiling. You're. You're doing kind of the your dad thing though. But Faith is like the most adorable, perfect. Oh, little. her faith, her face. It's just the just cutest thing ever. Amazing. I mean, little bright little. Anyway, let's not talk about our kids. No bright little. All right. Um. <clears throat> no, no, no. We got to talk about our kids because they need to know that Faith looks adorable and angelic, but she might die before she turns two. 
You she, said that about Elise. I did, but Elise did not know how to open the drawer and get out knives. So while I'm distracted <laughs> with a sick child in the middle of the morning, Titus comes around a corner and she has a knife. And she's trying to open the box of Oreos. Smart kid. The Costco box of Oreos. Smart girl. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I can't believe I just admitted that to the world. I think that's I I I gotta move all the knives. It's terrible. It's it's horrible. But it's still really funny. She's gonna kill herself. It's really funny. She also wandered across our yard today to the the wooden mountain biking tracks that you've Mm -hmm. made. And I look over and she is four feet off the ground. Is she climbing up on those pallets? Yes. (laughs) Hilarious. <laughs> Which I'm actually not that worried about that because it was soft. So independent. It was soft mud underneath it. But Titus and I were playing basketball, and she was just like, oh, "I'm done with this." She just took off, and you know she's 50 yards away from us, climbing up on wooden. So speaking of um, horrible households, I got a text from a friend of mine today, and it's a picture of a shot glass. Followed with a bottle of Purell behind it. Don't mix. Yeah. Don't miss the bottle. Followed with a shot glass with the golden brown liquid in it, and he texts, "Is this what homeschooling is like all the time? I've never needed this more." Hashtag homeschooling not for the weak. Um. So all of that, all of you out there listening, welcome to hell. <laughs> what encouragement do you have for them, my love? What encouragement do I have? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, but I have to tell you Lisa's joke before I get to the, the encouragement. Stocked. Except when you're sick, because it it re- reduces your immune system. I know, I don't want to drink so okay, bad. Okay, remember how Elise walked up to you with an orange and was like, knock, knock, who's there? Vague recollection. Okay, yes. so she she had the perfect opportunity, but you know how there's a knock, Because she was trying to get me to, to she's like, can you orange. peel the orange, please? So you know how there's, there is an orange knock, knock joke, mm-hmm. right? She knows that one, but she can't get it right. Like... Knock knock, who's there? Banana. Orange, knock yeah. knock, who's there? Banana. Knock knock, who's there? Orange. orange. You peel this for me? Orange who? Orange you glad I didn't say banana. Right. So she knows there's an orange you glad mm-hmm. something. Knock knock joke. But instead, so I'm thinking like knock knock, who's there? Orange. Won't you peel the orange for me? <laughs> Would have been perfect. Right. But instead, she says something like orange you, orange you a carrot. <laughs> she didn't even. She didn't even. She didn't even bother with the joke. She handed me the orange. No, she was saying knock knock. She was saying knock knock. I was knock. building a Lego set. Yeah. And then all I got was, a, can you only, she was very insistent that I only peel half the orange. She is not, she wants me to start it and only half, no more, no less. So that she could do the rest? Yeah. So then mm-hmm. I did just one little peel and I said, okay, now go off and try to do it in one, uh, in one, just peel it off in one peel. Mm-hmm. Okay, homeschooling advice. My biggest piece of homeschooling advice, because I've seen, like, the thing that got me going on wanting to write this article is some... Did we say who the article was for? No, but we can post it, a link to it, it when it's published. It's a major publication. (laughs) Molly's famous. There's this, somehow, some child psychologist made a color-coded hour, like, by the half hour or by the 15-minute graph of all the things parents should do with their kids on a given day. And it was like, get up, get dressed, go outside, do physical activity once you come back inside, do school for this amount of time, you know, this subject. And it literally, just looking at the number of different, like, blocks of time that a parent was supposed to be on top of for the day made me feel a little bit overwhelmed and tired. And I was like, my goodness. So basically he's writing How to Be a Parent 101. 
Because nobody knows how to be parents anymore? No, it's all these parents who are going to have kids at home for the next few weeks whose kids are out of school, you know, don't have school. Yeah, well, I know why. And so they're trying to provide structure and whatnot. And instead, I think it's just putting a burden on parents. I mean, look at, you know, I mean, if someone were to come over to our house on what I would consider a good homeschooling day, not a bad day. Even a really good day. How many okay? how many how many days of schoolwork have we gotten done in the last week since we've been sick? Was it just last week where Titus and Lily crushed it for yeah, three days? They, yeah, for three days straight. Okay, for three days straight. Well, and we then, do well, we do checklists every day, but then I think somebody got at least started to get sick on Thursday. So we had three days straight. What I do is I have a spiral notebook. And I've gotten this idea from several, Sarah McKenzie at the Read Aloud Revival does this, Rosaria Butterfield does this, this is not even remotely original to me. Each kid has a spiral bound notebook and you put their daily to-do list in it. And then if they have like extra work, like they need to have scratch pad for their math or like copy work for their English, they just do it right in those pages so you're not looking for scrap paper and you actually have it all consolidated. So... So I have these notebooks and I write the day's date. Sometimes I make them copy the date to practice copying days. And then I just do little check boxes and everything they have to do for the day. And it's usually, I'm trying to think, probably anywhere between 15 to um, May. I don't think we ever get up to 20 things that we have to do. But it's like practice your piano do a Spanish lesson, which is usually, I have a bunch of children's books in Spanish. So it's like, read Goodnight Moon in Spanish. That's Spanish. So it takes five minutes. It's not, these are not like blocks of time necessarily. Like, you know, if I read the book aloud to both of them, they both check it off. It's, I put the read aloud. It's time that I do on there for both of them. Anyway, Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of last week, Lily and Titus crushed it. They were feeling so accomplished every time they checked something off their list. And a lot of it, they're, even though Lily's only in first grade, she can do second grade. She's in second grade. She can do so much of it independently. Like she can plug, we do piano on our computer. She can plug it in. I can get her started. And a good day, there's no meltdowns over the lesson being too hard. And both of them had great piano rounds. They also, once they start getting frustrated, I line chocolate chips up across the keyboard. And I'm like, do your, do your we song, bribe. do your song, what reward? We don't, this is a reward, not a bribe. Do your song twice, eat a chocolate chip, do it two more times. And this is like two lines of music. It's not, you know, eat a chocolate chip, do two more lines, four more lines, eat a chocolate chip, and then you can be done. So, you know, on a good day, a piano lesson is 15 minutes. Um, you know, so, so that's what we do. We don't do, and it it can have, I can have a kid sitting on a couch upside down reading something and another kid needs a break. So they're emptying the dishwasher, which they were also crushing it at helping around the house early last week before everybody got sick. And then we usually reserve screen time, not the last few days. Oh boy, the last few days and screen time. But we usually, I usually usually reserve it during the day for educational stuff. So we listen to Spanish songs off of YouTube or we watch a ton of science videos. Um, And so, but but it's very casual. And if we're just getting antsy and it's nice, we go outside or we do stretches or we run up and down the stairs. Um, 
anyway, just this burdensome schedule that this psychologist put out just kind of made me like catch my breath because it was just so much. And I, I felt like, um, fortunately there, there are good homeschoolers out there who are pushing back on that. And also like your average homeschooler is not looking for all the educational things and all of, I mean, all of the, there's a lot of eagerness about, oh, now you're a homeschooler. You should do this, 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 this. And a lot of homeschoolers like, or you could just find a good book and read aloud to your kids for 20 minutes a day and then, you know, do something fun with Legos. And, you know, I mean, there's just a very, it's not school at home. It's a different philosophy of education. Um, so that's part of the, um, you know, what, what my pushback to these schedules and all of the lists of alternative educational resources that you can find. And for sure, <coughs> for sure, there are families who can pull off. There's a family in my Facebook feed that's like, kids are at the table. This is a public school family. Kids are at the table for two days now at 8 a.m., fully dressed. And they are literally like following a schedule and doing worksheets. <laughs> Good on them. More, more power to them. But at the same time... Call me in a week or as two. The, I mean, as the, the editor of this of this publication wrote back to me that I've been in touch with, she was like, can you add something about the working the mom who's now working from home with her kids yeah. and that's like our and next she can't year. ride and she can't ride herd yeah and instead she's got kids who are going stir crazy because they're used to being active and being out and about and she's trying to be good and not have them be on screens all day but she's also got a lot of work that she's responsible for because if her company's letting her work from home she still has to prove that she's worth her ilk Meanwhile, she's got fights that she's stopping and snacks that, you know, and messes that are being made that are stressing her out. And um, so anyway, Mm. as I started thinking about um, what it's going to be like for all of these moms to be at home with their kids, I started thinking that it's 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 not that they need things to do with their kids educationally, um, which there are actually some pretty amazing things that companies are making available out there. Um, But it's that they need to be forewarned that their relationship with their kids is going to be really strained and quite frankly their relationship with their husband will probably be strained because um well i was just i was kind of contemplating as you were talking you know because i have things that you know tips for all of a sudden you know dads who find themselves you know home working now and the kids are running around Mom's trying to do her stuff, and it's just it's chaos. Um, but maybe it's not chaos. Maybe your kids are sitting not down like at our kids. eight a.m. and it's brilliant, um, and you're not tired, you're not worn out. But I got to thinking that there might be a few families out there that have realized they don't have a family culture. They don't know what to do necessarily when they're home together. Like, how do we interact? How do we engage? Sure, it's going to be great for that honeymoon period, and Lord willing, this doesn't go very long. But when you get past that point and you start getting to the, this is day 14. And I think there's, there's, there's the trauma of initial entry (laughs) that a lot of moms went through the last day or, you know, the last Mm -hmm. two days. And then there may be a honey, I guess, you know, it's going to depend from family to family. 
Because I've also got friends whose kids are older and they're like, this is spring cleaning week. These kids are going to work, which is awesome if you have the time and energy to make that happen. I mean, I I think at the end of the day, like it's more important that, you know, you really invest in the family rather than try to get stuff done, if that makes sense. If you have to pause what you're doing and take your kid aside, because, you know, if you're down... For me, I have a space that I work at. Um, And the kids know that when I'm at that space, I'm working. They are free to sit on the floor. They do it all the time. They sit on the floor and they color, they read. I've got my headphones on, but I'm working. Um, But Molly and I learned early on that if I'm in the same room, like upstairs, hanging out with everybody, I'm on duty. I can't be working. But sometimes, you know, I hear something going on upstairs or, you know... I do ignore things and that's very difficult sometimes because I hear you up there struggling with the kids and I'm like, but sometimes you have to put your headphones down and go up and intervene and help just it needs to be done. Like that's more important than getting all the tasks and all the stuff done because you don't want your family to fall apart at the end of the day. And that's going to be, I think it's all just going to be a challenge for everybody. But I do think it's the most, I mean, even if you are called to do school, because a lot of school districts, have sent work home for kids. I think that the homeschooler, the homeschooling community for the most part would say that your relationship with your kids should always trump getting school done. And, you know, the pressure to get it done from the outside is something that we homeschoolers don't have to deal with for the most part. I think there are a couple of states where they do, but not on a day-to-day basis. But... Um, well, I do hope that, too, that companies are a little flexible. And I don't know how they're responding, but they're flexible in terms of productivity. Like, yeah, I'll be on, you know, <clears throat> at least with my clients. I'm available 24-7 for my clients, but I'm not, I don't have fixed hours. I'm not like, boom, right here. Yeah, it's but not, you don't have traditional. I don't have traditional hours. Now, my buddy who, he's a homeschool dad, he's got very fixed hours. And he doesn't, so he doesn't, there's no, there's very little overlap with, mm-hmm. you know his family and his work, but even though he works from home, um, yeah, you hope companies are a little flexible with that going, yeah, if you need to go, you know, help the kids for 10 minutes, go help the kids for 10 minutes. You know, how much do you slough off at work anyway? That's true. <laughs> That's true. I don't know. Um, I actually, I had an interesting, as I was, as I was processing. So as you know, yesterday was not a great day for me. And it was, I would say it was probably 25% pandemic stress and 75% I haven't gotten a good night's sleep since last Wednesday and people keep getting sick and the messes keep building up. And I finally just cracked when I was getting ready to go to bed and the baby started crying again. And by God's mercy, she went back to sleep until 4.30 or 5 so that I could actually sleep in my own bed for five hours um but i've spent the last few nights sleeping on somebody's floor very you know depends on which kid but i've slept on floor next to three different kids now for five nights now um so more of it was that but i was thinking about um so in in this article that i was writing i was i was processing ways to deal with fear because obviously fear and anxiety are kind of at the forefront um And fear often breeds anger. Angry people are usually trying to protect something. 
And that's why they're reacting in anger is because something that they love or that they find security in is being threatened. And that could be something internal to themselves or it could be something external. But so, so the, when you're, you just have this background noise of fear in your Mm -hmm. brain, you're going to snap into anger a lot more, but none of that really answered the question of stress. And so I was trying to think, what does the Bible say about stress? And it doesn't actually directly. It talks about fear, anxiousness, worry, um, suffering. So, th- so, think- what, so what you're doing is exactly what I had to slow down and do, which is the Bible doesn't, there's this blanket modern American term, modern Western term, maybe stress. Mm-hmm. But when you parse it out into the, the roots that all come together into stress it's i'm anxious or fearful Mm -hmm. i'm angry um and it can be that i just have this low-grade buzz of anger going on that i'm discontent with everything going on um there i think there's also a very legitimate for moms who are now at home and certainly for me the last few days of just being overwhelmed at circumstances there's more dishes to be done in a day than i can do there are more messes to be cleaned than I can clean, and I have to make a choice between comforting a sick kid and getting the dishwasher emptied in the middle of the day, which means that I have more to do at night. So then I have the choice between losing sleep or having a remotely tidy kitchen. And these are not, you know, these aren't fear, anger categories. These are just, there's so much to do. I'm overwhelmed. I, I'm not adequate categories. Um the other one I came up with so you're saying stress Mm. is all of those things kind of combined it doesn't I mean it doesn't have to be all of those things combined some of those but it's I think that when it it was a helpful exercise for me to think about um, not just doing the I'm stressed but what part of my stress is fear what part of my stress is anger? And it's not, it, you know, the answer could be none of it is at this point. Um, but you can break it down at, on those levels. You can break them down and, and deal with individual things. Yeah. And, you know, and some of my, oh, that was the other thing is some of my stress is my, is my laziness. You know, I could be cleaning the kitchen, um, but I'm sitting on my computer instead. I could have dinner on the table in a timely manner, but I didn't think ahead and plan well. And so, um, and then, and then there's the stress of, I, I did actually plan things out. I did actually, you know, do my prep. So I could have had dinner on the table at six o'clock, like my goal was, but then this unplanned thing came up and this unplanned thing. And, um, you know, so then, then there's the stress of, of having your plans overturned or disrupted. Um, and so for me, I'd, I'd never really thought about parsing stress into the various components because even though the Bible doesn't talk about stress, it talks about fear, it talks about anger, it talks about being overwhelmed, that God is merciful and compassionate to us when we're overwhelmed. And it talks about, it talks about the sinfulness of lack of planning, but it also talks about the brokenness of not having our plans come to fruition and being frustrated in not yeah. accomplishing what we're trying to accomplish. And I think 
you know, setting healthy expectations to uh, decrease some of that stress. Like going in, going in, this is the plan. We're going to try to be at the table uh, at 8 a.m. Um, I'm going to try to put my tie on, get dressed, do all the same things that I've done before, and be at my desk. And, you know, those are all really good ambitions. Um, and do what you can to carry it out, but also understand that you're going to wake up one of these mornings and go, I want to go upstairs and have breakfast with my kids. I don't want to put on my tie. I want to put on my sweats. And you don't, the plan doesn't quite get there. You know, be okay with not getting it done. Give yourself some flexibility. Yeah. And as a, as a mom, you have to pick and choose your battles for these, you know, I mean, even, even as a mom whose kids are always at home, I'm doing this mental calculus of once we're healthy, <laughs> even while other kids are are home from school, I mean, there's this there's all these educational companies that I haven't had time to look into too closely. But for example, there's I, I'm always on the lookout for good Spanish language resources for our kids, and there's a Spanish company that's making for 30 days. They're making their curriculum videos and stuff available for free. That's awesome. So I'm trying to get a good preview of it to be like, should I suspend some of our normal school stuff so I can take advantage of all of this stuff that's going to be free for the next month? And But then even in that, I'm feeling this almost legalistic burden of missing opportunities where... If all of this hadn't come up, I would have been perfectly content to carry on just right. as we were. Right. And so I'm adding extra things onto myself that are actually not helpful and are adding stress, even though they, they're they great opportunities. So I have one more sort of virus-related question for you. What is the weirdest health food, nutty, hippie thing, in your opinion, that I do? <laughs> weirdest um so like we're I, we're fending off i thought it was weird when you first did it but then i've kind of come to enjoy it it's your garlic thing <laughs> and it's not so weird when i chew on a clove of garlic because i actually kind of enjoy chewing on cloves of garlic um it is the taping them to your children's feet because okay so the garlic thing i think that's actually one of the weirder things that i do too but I cured mastitis by eating massive amounts of garlic once over a weekend because I didn't want to call my doctor. Like, it would have been an emergency room visit. And I I ended up, a friend of mine said, try chewing on garlic. And the pores in your mouth are super absorbent. And so all of the antiviral properties that are in garlic um, get into your whole system faster especially when you have a respiratory thing that even antibiotics won't touch but garlic has antiviral properties that just go straight to where the infection is raging kids are not going to chew on cloves of garlic i mean but i'm gonna have some more garlic tonight i actually am too we're talking about kids i have a kid who thinks ketchup is too spicy well not like heinz ketchup but organic ketchup is you, too spicy. you kind of breed that into them though a little bit no they grow up and you tell them not to have anything because it might be too spicy no i don't and then they have, they have this fear from age one that they don't have a fear spicy. elise i think has a weird sensitivity to cat to tomato products and yes. that's why she complains that stuff like that is spicy but she's sure as heck not going to suck on a clove of garlic so the other most absorbent part of your body is your feet and so in order to get 
the garlic juice benefits into their bodies I tape the the garlic to their feet and I don't know if Titus is lying to me about this or not but he claims that after half an hour of having a clove of garlic that's been mashed up and mixed with oil because the oil then is the carrier Mm -hmm. for it taped his feet he claims he can taste it I'll tell you what tonight don't chew on garlic we'll tape some to your feet and you can see if (laughs) that's true it works I mean, uh, look, no, it's no they, weirder than putting... There are people who, for, like, what's that, leg cramps... What's that, like weird with, thing, what's that weird thing, like, in Asia, they put their feet in the, with leeches or water or something, and it sucks out all the crap from your feet, all the toxins through well, your feet? No, what no, is no. that deal? I've seen that before. Yeah, I've seen it before. It's really weird. Yeah, I mean, the, leeches are back in for, for a lot of things. They also use maggots to, like, clean out really festering wounds. Mm-hmm. Um, in Asia they do pedicures where you stick your really nasty feet in a pool of water with little little fish, like mm-hmm. fish that eat gunk and they nibble all of the nasties off of your feet. Um, it's a thing. It's weird. I'm trying to remember. I feel like somebody I know has done it. Anyway. Probably. Anyway. You've got some weird friends. Yeah, it would be more like somebody my parents' age who's done more travel in Asia. I don't think my parents did it when they were in China. My mom got a massage when they were in China, which was when I was in, like, I can tell you exactly when it was, my first year of seminary. So the fall of 2002, my parents went to China for a tour. Um, and my mom, my mom got a massage. And at one point she was like, I think she's standing on me. <laughs> and she was this, I'm, I'm going to, come across as terribly racist but this little chinese lady was just doing her thing walking around on my mom's back and i think it was That's fantastic hilarious. like she was trained in this you know which we know feels kids, i have my kids walk on my back all the time it's wonderful which is adorable that faith was now trying to do it faith and she's is, actually got pretty good balance she's a stinker cutie she she is all she's so much she's just so much the kids have gotten more and more crazy as time goes on Sort of. They've also gotten really... I mean, Titus and Lily last week, when they were on their really good and helpful kick, we let them stay up past their bedtimes to help me clean the kitchen, and they crushed it. They just... They loved being helpful. They loved being productive. They loved the praise that I gave them. They loved the privilege of staying up late. But also, I mean, there were three of us cleaning the kitchen, so we cleaned it three times as fast as I would have done it by myself. So they're they're crazy, but... They're sometimes useful to have around. Yeah. Sometimes. sometimes. Uh, I have one more thought that I thought would be helpful for people. Um, You know, you're probably going to see a lot of people around you um, doing that. My kids are, you know, this is day three. They're they're at the table at 8 a.m. every morning. Um, The only standard that you should have for your family is the one that you guys, is your family. Everybody's culture is different. Everybody's kids are different. Everybody's families are different. So avoid the whole comparison thing. In fact, especially don't... in extreme situations. Yeah, like now, now is not the time to like start posting on Instagram how great you're doing in your first day of homeschooling. Like, why? What? How is that helpful? You know, because there's a lot of people that aren't going to be. We already have a problem with social media anyway. I'm not going to get onto it. But all that to say is, you know, the only culture that you need to worry about the only standard that you should have is the one that you guys you and your wife uh, agree on and you guys are like this is what we want to do we want to you know try to get all this work done that the school sent home i want to 
try to get in, you know, four uninterrupted hours of work or whatever, but, you know, and then I can work after the kids go to bed. I, I, you know, I don't know what it looks like for you guys, but, um, you know, don't compare yourself to other people. Don't feel like you're failing if you don't. And if you do feel like you're failing, ask me for a picture of my kitchen and I'll send it to you. <laughs> yeah. Kitchens are wonderful. I have had three kids pee on the floor in the last couple days. That is a 75% average. And two of those should be fully potty trained kids. Like fully, like potty trained for years kids. Oh my goodness. That's what having sick kids does to you. Um, you know, so anyway, if you want to feel good about yourself, just listen to Too Busy to Flush <laughs> and compare yourself to us because we're okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You make you feel. I like. To I like to. Good. I like to tell people I'm good for. Uh, I'm good for other people's sanctification, and I'm also good for their self-esteem. Okay, but here is a piece of legitimately really good advice for the having crazy kids around thing. Mm-hmm. Sarah McKenzie, the Read Aloud Revival gal, who is probably my favorite um, homeschool podcaster. Um, she says, if your kids are just going bonkers or you have a kid having a really rough day, sit down with a favorite family, favorite book that's probably age appropriate for the kid who's having the toughest time and just start reading aloud. Like, don't even say, I'm going to force you to sit down and this is going to be your read aloud time and you're going to settle down and you're going to be good during this time. Just sit down on the floor with your back against the couch and start reading aloud, and she she has five kids. She's it's like magic. They all eventually, sort of, are quietly clustered around you, and so that has been that piece of advice. I think I heard it about two years ago, but it's really stuck in my mind that if all else fails, you're having a terrible day, just go to the read aloud. I mean, you can even do. I mean, any read aloud is going to be educational for the most part, except <coughs> I'm not too sure about some of the stuff Titus is finding on his Kindle, but it's not, it's not terrible, but it's not enriching his life. <laughs> um, but, but they're just pick a, pick a book that a short chapter book that you loved as a kid. You can't go to the library right now, unfortunately, but even well, not here. No, I think almost anywhere. Mm. Um, but anyway, if you have a good read loud and your kids are just going bonkers, um, give that a shot. And if that doesn't work, just lock them in their rooms till bedtime. Lock yourself in your room. That works too, actually, as long as they can't get out outside. <laughs> True. True story. Anything else? Um, I don't know. Just uh, this feels like shallow advice in a way, but I feel like we're all. I have this picture of myself skiing across the face of M at Red Lodge, which is notoriously icy it's just always always icy i don't i've never liked skiing it but then i always felt like the easy way down was a cop out and so i ski it anyway but because it's so icy i always just kind of skied lightly you don't really take turns because you're gonna skid out on a turn so you just kind of like just go lightly Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's kind of what we should all do this week and maybe the the christian way of thinking about it is just giving ourselves lots of extra grace and if you skip you know slip down the hill sideways for most of the face of m that's okay you still got to the bottom you still made it 
You're not carried off by ski patrol. Yeah. I mean, even if you are scared, carried off by ski patrol, you still made it, right? (laughs) Eventually, one way or another. It's true. Um, We're all going to get out of this in one way or another. Yeah. Um, No idea what it's going to look like, but. Yeah, but at least in the the next couple of weeks, until we know if we're going to get carried off by ski patrol or not, just, you know, hold your breath, but not for so long that you pass out. (laughs) I don't have any good metaphors right here. I'm striking out on all of them. (laughs) And I'm afraid if I talk or laugh too much, I'm going to get into a coughing fit. So, deliberately being quiet, I guess. So that should probably be... Oh, you guys, there's so much we could talk about. We'll save it for the next episode. We could do a special quarantine episode and just go like once a day. There are podcasters who are now doing it once a day. There's so much out there, though. There's There's so much new information. Andrew Peterson is now reading the Wingfeather Saga aloud online. And there's every um, night, every night, almost every night. There is also um, like live concerts. Yeah. Oh, we missed live concerts. See, you listen to Dropic Murphys tonight, but the Andrew Peterson Circle also had a free one that they live streamed. Yeah, obviously not a Dropkick Murphys fan. Well, as I was watching the Dropkick Murphys, no, I'm not. It was all too loud. Ellie Holcomb jumps on and she's live streaming. Herself watching it? No, her husband shaving his beard in the bathroom. And I'm like, oh. well, obviously they're not Dropkick Murphys fans. That's fine. No, they do. That's totally not their style. I know. I just, you know, it, it just because it's, just because I like playing a certain style doesn't mean I don't like other styles. That's true. Anyway. I like all the music. There's just so much going on, that, on out there. I don't think we need to do no, extra right. episodes because... People will have a zillion other things that they can find yeah. and watch. And not that they to. have any. It's. I mean, it's not like everybody's sitting at home with nothing to do. Like most of these people. I mean, I guess if you get laid off, it's a case. But like but, my, my brother just texted tonight that he's like, I'm up super late again working tonight. This is just this is terrible. You know, he's just he's working all the time. Like his workload is amplified since the whole crisis came. Yeah, I mean, other than the fact that we're all sick. We're kind of planning on business as usual yeah. for us, you know. Well, Just, sort of. I mean, I'm definitely not going to be selling any screenplays anytime soon. Not that that was ever. I don't know how much of a possibility that was. Oh, that's true. Hollywood shut down. Heard of me. So, yeah, all right, whatever. Yeah. Well, I'll work on something. Okay. I'll find something to write about. Do. Well. Let's go to bed. Yeah, I'm tired. All right. Get ready to cough all night. Uh, follow us at toobusytoflush.com, tb2f.com, and the number two. And we also have an Instagram that Molly typically posts most of the stories on. Um, but I'm around. I see everything that comes through. So, you know, and share us with your friends. Leave us a review and rate us five stars. And that's all I got. Stay healthy. Yeah, stay healthy. Have a good night, guys. Bye.